to here so we don't get fined. My name is David. My name is Thomas. And we are back like we never left. Bam, bam. Back from in our original podcasting location. Our original studio, if you will. Hardly a studio. I mean, we can count it you know, however we want to. Move the mic closer to your face. Oh my god. We have this conversation more often than we ought to. I don't touch my mic. Okay, so if it's being moved, it's because somebody is a move in it. Thomas, the last time we recorded this podcast, it was 40 miles away, so. I'm just saying, we don't have, like, we haven't had to have this conversation too many times. We had to have this conversation literally last time we recorded the podcast. Okay, yeah, that was a special situation. I'm just saying. Am I loud enough? Am I loud enough? Yeah. Okay. Probably too loud now. So I should No, move. I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're perfect. Make up your mind. You're good. Right where okay. you are. Okay. Right where you are. I feel like I'm so loud. Don't move. Uh, not according to... I don't know. I'll listen back to it in post. And if you're too loud, I'll turn you down. Fair enough. Fair enough. But this past weekend was an important weekend in the world of sports. Specifically, intercollegiate sports. Yeah. I don't... What... Why did you say intercollegiate like that? Like what? I want to say college sports. Because I'm trying to be professional. I don't think intercollegiate is the proper... Do you see what I'm doing with my hands? What does this intercollegiate is... mean, anyway? It means in college. I don't think that's what it means. I think that's what it means. I don't think we need to look it up. I think we can just trust me on this. Team, it's been a grind. Oh, no. It was an ad. What? I have ESP. I have ESPN open. Why did you have the volume turned down? Because I thought it was turned down. This is a this is a professional operation here. David, why are you watching videos while we're recording? Okay, I thought I thought we talked about this multiple times. Intercollegiate means existing or conducted between colleges or universities, and these uh, these games were indeed they existed and were conducted between See, colleges. I told and you, you just needed to trust me. Yeah. Why can't you do that? Well. You've been wrong a significant amount of times. Name once. You thought Texas was going to be Washington. I did think that. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I did. Okay, name a, name another time. You thought Georgia would beat Alabama? Yeah, I mean, I I don't I don't know that for certain. I don't think I did think that. I don't think I had an opinion on that game. I'm pretty sure you and I had a conversation, and you were like, I think Georgia beats Alabama. Okay, name an instance that's not college football. Uh, you thought... You thought the Bills were going to cover the 12.5 point spread. So, didn't you also think that? I picked New England, baby. Hmm. Now, the other ones we got wrong, or we got different, you won all those. But that's a different podcast. That is a different podcast. That's the next podcast? No. No. It's the podcast after. Correct. Okay. 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 A little teaser. Toss in a little teaser. A little teaser. A little teaser. But I figure we should start with the first game, since that was the first game. Uh, Alabama and Michigan going to overtime. Uh, is, Is it wrong of me to say that this is probably the best like first round of the college football playoffs i don't so for those who were unaware i don't know why you would be i feel like if you're taking your time to listen to a sports podcast you're pretty caught up on sports or you just really care about david and i that's also fair but for those who were unaware this weekend was the first round of the college football playoff this year uh, and no, I think you're absolutely correct. I think this is far away, and it's not even close, the best first round of the college football playoffs history. Yeah. Uh, and it's a young history. It is. Don't get me wrong. But nonetheless, I mean, we had one game going over. Both games were decided on the final play of the game. Yeah. Like, wild. I And yeah, no, I think it was, I think it was fantastic. Yeah, but I, I think... The end result of us getting a championship between the one and two, Michigan and Washington, was probably like the least expected result. Which is odd. 
Because they're one and two. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Is that the least expected result? I will say it is not what I predicted, nor is it what I wanted. Yeah. Uh, I predicted Alabama, Washington. I wanted Alabama, Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think that would have just been great, right? Um, this team beat this team in week two. The team that got beat has worked their butts off and looked like one of the best ones in the country. They won their conference. They make it into the playoff. Lots of controversy. They're not good enough to make it in the playoff. Yada, yada, yada. So the two of them matching up in the in the championship, I think, would have been just great. But instead, neither of them are. Washington takes it. And then uh, the first game, as you were talking about, a very close game. In overtime, Michigan takes care of Alabama 27-20. to 20. Yeah, and I think part of the reason, and, like, I can admit that I have not watched the most Alabama football this season. Um, like, when you watch that game, or we were watching that game, I don't know about you, but it felt like a lot of their running attack was kind of centered through, through Milrow. Yeah, absolutely. Like, they almost felt like they were the Baltimore Ravens in terms of how their offense was really driven through one guy. I, I will say I think it's important to to recognize I don't think this was – I don't think it was designed that way. Yeah. I think Jalen Milrow is not an exceptional thrower. He's not an exceptional quarterback. But he does have exceptional legs. Yeah. And he's very smart. And so I think what hap- what's been happening a lot this season is, I mean, if you look at it, he's not been the best quarterback in college football. Like, he's right. not even been probably a top 10 quarterback in college football. But what he has been is making very smart plays and smart decisions with his legs when the team needs him. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what's been kind of the difference – is in Jalen Milrow's growth. I don't think it's necessarily. Excuse me. You okay there, champ? Yeah, I just got got the hiccups a little bit and then burp and it was a whole shebang. Anyway, um, I don't think the development and the growth of Jalen Milrow has come in the talent department. Not that he hasn't gotten better as the season progresses, because he has. Like just statistically, mm-hmm. like he's gotten better as the season has progressed. But I think his brain. I think his football IQ is where the real development has happened with Jalen Milrow. Uh, and I think that's what made Alabama such a good team. If you watch uh, – did you watch the SEC championship game? Um, Part of it. Well, in the SEC champion game, you saw that You saw that a lot. Jalen Milrow's football IQ kind of taking over. Um, I think that was the case in this game as well. The reason it went to overtime is Jalen Milrow was making smart plays with his legs. He was getting out of bounds. He was sliding when he needed to, but also running when he needed to, uh, taking hits when he needed to. He was he put it all on the floor for this Alabama team. Now the last play of the game was horrible. Yeah, I don't know if that was called. I don't know if that was designed. Uh, I don't know if that was Milrow trying to put the team on his back because he has been all game. I don't know what that was. We can talk about that in a second, but that was horrible. But um, if you didn't know, it was a very close game after the first quarter. It was tied at 7. Going into the half, it was 13-10. to 10. Uh, Alabama comes out in the fourth quarter and jumps up to a um, – jumps up to a 20-13 to 13 lead in the fourth quarter. And then uh, – why do I always forget this kid's Mich- name? McCarthy? It's not McCroskey. It's McCarthy. <laughs> I don't know why I always think of McCroskey. What is McCroskey There's some from? player, maybe for Georgia last year, named Aiden McCronkey or McCroskey or something like that. Okay. Um, so I always think of that. But McCarthy led his team down to tie it up against a really good Alabama defense. Uh, but let him down to tie it up in the waning seconds of the of the game. They end up tying it. Alabama wins the coin toss and elects to receive. And then in two plays, Michigan scores from the 25. And then Alabama could not reel it in and end up finishing. Uh, but it was a really good game. It was a great game to watch. Did both defenses played really well in different parts of this game. Michigan is the best defense in all of college football, so that 
was not surprising. Uh, but I think Alabama's defense, despite the loss, still played well in this game. Uh, but it was a very good game, a very entertaining game. Unfortunate for Alabama. However, I do – I'm a big Jim Harbaugh fan. He's in the Colts' ring of honor, so I'm a little bit biased there. But he's been a very good coach everywhere he's went. He's dominated in college football. He was very, very good in the NFL. And uh, he didn't have the opportunity in the NFL to win a championship. So I really hope – well, I guess he had the opportunity. But he didn't have the privilege of winning a championship in the NFL – and since he's been at Michigan, I've been rooting for him to win a championship. So, this is a shot, and I hope he gets it, man. I, I like Jim Harbaugh a lot. I think it'd be awesome to see him get a ring. Is Alabama dead? No. What? Why not? What do you mean, is Alabama dead? They just made the college football playoff. Okay. And? They haven't won a national championship since 2020. Oh, wow. They've gone three seasons without a national championship. Well, it's about to be four. What? It's about to be four. 2021, 2022, 2023. 2024. But the 2024 season doesn't start until September. I mean, but they're the champ. They're the 2024 champions. The game's played in 2024. Yeah, but they're the 2023 season. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. At what point? Does that conversation become a conversation? It doesn't. When Nick Saban is no longer the coach, it becomes a conversation. So you're saying that even if, let's just say Alabama doesn't win one in the next four years. They're not dead. Okay. Is Michigan dead? Yeah, Michigan's been dead. Well, no, I don't think Michigan's dead anymore, but they they were dead for a while. Same with Texas. There are 133 schools in college football. Yeah. I don't think going four years without winning a championship means you're dead. I'm just saying, like dead to me, dead to me means you have no shot at winning a national championship. Right. Okay. Every year Alabama's got a shot. Every year Georgia's got a shot. Every year Ohio State, Michigan, Notre Dame, they all have a shot. Most of them I think Notre Dame is dead. I disagree. Most of them that I just named have not won a championship in four plus years. I mean Georgia. I said most of them. Oh. Specifically because of Georgia and Alabama. Okay. 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 Um I'm just saying though. But like, just because LSU. LSU hasn't won once since twenty nineteen. Is LSU dead? Um They just won a Heisman trophy. I think so. No, I disagree. That's the I mean, again, just because they haven't won one in four years doesn't mean they're a dead franchise. I don't know, man. I don't know. I was just trying to see see your opinions on it. Well, uh, that's a pretty dumb question. I, I I think that's a valid question. It's not a valid like, question. Like, I'm just saying we're in... It's like people asking if the Chiefs are dead. Since 2009, we are currently in the longest drought of an Alabama championship. Solid. I'm just saying, maybe maybe the tides are shifting. Okay, but just... Oh, my God. I'm just saying there's been two constants since, it, like, in the 2000s. It's been Alabama winning ships and Tom Brady winning ships. Those are the two constants. Okay. Yes, I agree with you. But just like in the mid-2000s where the Patriots went like a six-year span without winning the championship. Which I still don't believe happened. Like, I know it's in the books. They won three in like four years, five years. Yeah. And then there was a long stretch of them not winning. I know there was. And then they won three more. I know there was. But like if someone someone came in here and they were like, gun to your head. What, like... was there a huge gap in the Patriots championships? I would choke under pressure and say absolutely not. They were dominant the entire time. Exactly. But that's the point, right? That's what I'm – you brought up that dynasty in comparison to this dynasty. I will use it as an example. You can go multiple years without winning a championship. Does not mean you're dead. Okay, okay. Especially when you have the greatest coach in all of the NFL in its history in Bill Belichick and the greatest coach, I would argue, in athletics ever. Mm-hmm. In Nick Pep Guardiola, what? Nick Saban. Although, listen, dude, 
Listen, I said that as a joke. But listen. But that might hold water. Pep has won... Ships in multiple leagues. He's won the title in like three different leagues in three Europe. Three of like the top leagues in He's Europe. He's won Champions League with multiple different teams in Europe. He's won the treble. Listen. 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 I was just trying to be a troll. Listen. But I think I might have just accidentally done something. Pep might be the greatest coach in the history of sports. He's oh up there at least. Oh my God, dude. He's up there at least. But I think Nick Saban is also certainly up there. Should we do um, a podcast discerning the best coach? I think that'd be a great podcast. And that, like, just all of sports history. Let, how about this? One of these pods, we come up with each of us, mm-hmm. our top 10 in order, best coaches in the history of sports. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. like it. Yeah. We'll I'm, do that. We'll talk. We'll talk. Yeah. We'll yeah. Do we're going we're gonna to talk more. Maybe let's do top five. I think top 10. Right. I think top ten is right. better because right. right. I think I think we're gonna have a lot that are interchangeable. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Interesting. Interesting, Interesting. indeed. Indeed. See, here's where it gets weird. What about like, like Olympic coaches for like gymnast? Like there's there are some gymnastics coaches. I think, I think that, that have just been dominant. I think we should stick to major sports, like major team sports. Yeah. Okay. You know. Okay. Let's keep it simple. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. 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 Kind of messed up there though, because now I don't have, I don't care at all about college football. You should. I know I should, but like now I'm just so excited to do that that I just don't <laughs> care. <laughs> uh, but anyway, again, it was a fantastic game between Alabama and Michigan. Did not go Nick Saban's way, but it did go Jim Harbaugh's way. Jim Harbaugh finally a chance to win it all. With Michigan, something that has been being teased for years. I mean, this is, uh, what, their third college football playoff in a row? And they didn't make it out of the first round the last two. Finally made it to the championship. Let's go, Michigan. Uh, But then, on the other side. But before I go there, you got anything else? Michigan has me concerned. Yeah? Because, like, at the beginning of the season, I would have put the Wolverines... And the Ravens in the same bucket. What do you mean? Always a very strong team and threatening team. But never the team. Because they always get in their way. And now here we are. What do you got against the Harbaugh brothers? I don't got anything against the Harbaugh brothers. I, it's just coincidental that yeah. it's the Harbaugh brothers. Um, we're now very deep. Into both seasons, one you know super deep, the other is just getting spicy, um, and both teams are rolling. Yeah, dude, and I'm just like I the know. Ravens. I don't think we're we've talked about this enough. They might be the best team in football right now. I mean, like they just beat. I think they no. I don't think that's a might. I think they are the best team in football right they now. They just absolutely gobsmacked. I mean, demolished. Two Super Bowl, like legit yeah. Super Bowl contenders, not like like embarrassed, not like the Cleveland Browns, exposed to like, them. Yeah, not like the Philadelphia Eagles, not like the Kansas City, like legitimate. One of the best offenses in football in Miami, and what we thought was the best all around team in San Francisco, just dismantled from the inside out. Both of those teams, they might Lamar as well, Jackson, they cementing as, himself as. The MVP front runner, like yeah, they might as well have been playing the Titans, like yeah. I mean, like that's yeah. that's actually funny on a number of scales, right? Because like they were playing these Titans of the, uh, and it looked yeah. like they were playing against the Titans, yeah. you know? Yeah. But anyway, they should change their not their name to the Zeus's. Maybe this is the year of the Harbaugh brother, man. Maybe. Maybe dude. this is the year of the Harbaugh brother. Is there a third? I don't think so. Dang. Did you know that they're not twins? Yeah. That's I ra- thought they were twins. That's racist. Hard to be racist against your own race. But... Uh, you can definitely do it. Did you hear about that African-American who joined the KKK? You mean like Black Klansman? No, no, no. Not like the movie. Like I mean like Full Send. He was on like uh, Maury. Maybe not more. No. He was on one of the talk shows. Did you hear? Have you heard that Dave Chappelle skit? 
about the black guy in the KKK? No, but Dave Chappelle is edgy. Is this going to get us in trouble? <laughs> nah, there was a kid who was born blind. Oh, and this yeah. woman took him in. Yeah. And uh, just to make it easy, told him he was white like the rest of the kids. Oh, no. And he, grew up, he joined the KKK. Got married. When he found out he was black, he divorced his wife for marrying a black man. Oh, it's a great skit. Dave uh, Chappelle is yeah, hilarious. Okay, okay. Yeah, like, Dave Chappelle's hilarious. Dave Chappelle is like, he's got to be Mount Rushmore level common, comedian. I, I've never, so I knew Dave Chappelle in his comedy sketches. I've never heard his stand-up comedy, so I can't necessarily speak to that. Because uh, I only know him from comedy sketches, but his comedy sketches are absolute gold. So if you told me his stand-up is like Mount Rushmore comedy, I'd believe you. But I've like, never heard of stand-up. I don't sure. know what my uncle's opinion. I don't know what his opinion would be on that. Actually, I've never asked him what his Mount Rushmore of comedy is. I should do that. But anyways, you do that. college football. Yeah, you got anything else on the... Uh... I got no... I honestly, dude, like this game was a good game, but I think, great game. I think there was a lot more talking points in Texas-Washington. Or uh, I mean, just a lot more storylines. I will say, J.J. Uh, McCarthy yeah. did have a great game. I'm not a huge J.J. McCarthy guy. I mean, yeah, you don't like, know his name. Michigan, or Jim Harbaugh came out and said that J.J. Uh, McCarthy was the best quarterback in Michigan college football history. Do you um, understand why that's a problem? I mean, like... I, I, I see the problem that you're making, like you're alluding to, but like just a quick stat check, I'm pretty sure he was better than Brady was at Michigan. I'm pretty sure Brady had better. I'm Brady only started one season though. Um, I, I, I'm pretty sure that's part. He started of the... two seasons. Oh, uh, what were what were his numbers? Uh, ooh, not great. Because McCarthy's numbers are kind of stupid good. Um, dang, in his two seasons starting, he was 2,427 yards and 2,217 yards, 14 touchdowns and 10 picks, and then 16 touchdowns and 6 picks. Yeah, no, not great. Yeah, McCarthy's got, in his two seasons as a full starter, in season one he's got a 64% completion percentage. 2,700 yards, 22 touchdowns, five interceptions. This season, he's got a 73% completion percentage, 2,800 yards, 22 touchdowns, four interceptions. Yeah, I mean... He might be on the something there. Yeah, maybe. But compared to other quarterbacks in college football, I'm still not a huge J.J. McCarthy fan. Like, there are guys who put up nearly 5,000 yards in 12 games. Right. Yeah, but I think part of that comes from this like unconscious stigma that gets put on the players because of the school they went to sometimes. Like what I mean by that is Alabama for a little while had a shtick of not the best quarterback school, you know? Like That's eight. not just the shtick. No. Name a single successful Alabama quarterback pre Bryce or not Bryce Young. Uh pre- Jalen Hurts. Uh, yeah, no, 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 no. Like, that's yeah, what I'm saying. It's, it's like, but like what I'm saying is when was the last like truly decent Michigan quarterback, you know? Yeah. So I think there's automatically that like, yeah, he's good, but he goes to Michigan. So he can't really be that good. Well, it's not that it's his stats compared to other quarterbacks. Right. But that's I think talk, like, look at Michael Penix's. Yeah. But Penix plays in the, in the pack 12, which has a different play style of football. You know, it's a more air raidy offense out there yeah no i mean i agree but this is like comparing eras to me like yeah it's very hard to do i don't think it is like they didn't do it so they're not as good like i understand i understand that it's a different game like michigan's a run first team yeah right but i can't sit here and look at Jalen Milrow and Michael Penix, who this season 
You mean J.J. McCarthy? Yes. Who Jeez. did I say? Jalen Milrow. Oh, no. God, no. Jesus. Why um, do you hate J.J. McCarthy, dude? I can't look at J.J. McCarthy uh, and Michael Penix, who had uh, 67% completion percentage, 4,648 yards, 35 touchdowns, and nine picks, and then look at J.J.'s stats and say, oh, they're equal quarterbacks. They just played a different game. I can't do that. Like, this guy had 2,000 more yards, barely a little bit less completion percentage, but 20 more were, touchdowns. What were his attempts? 336 attempts. No, 504 attempts. I I think that that's... I, like, I understand why. I think that's very unfair, though, to J.J. McCarthy, who had 200 less attempts on the year. Because, Maybe. like... I ultimately, I mean, we're going to get a decent chance, I guess, to see who is, who is the better quarterback for what their team needs next week. Is that next week or is there a two week bye? It is next Monday. Next Monday. Uh, we're going to be able to see then, you know, what's what. But I don't know. Dude, I think that's unfair to JJ. <coughs> that's my just genuine opinion is that that's unfair to JJ. Listen, man, I see what you're saying. That's just how I see it. I mean, that's a silly way to see it, but you do use Scotty P. So you think Terry Bradshaw is as good of a quarterback as Peyton Manning? No. Why? Because I think we're doing apples to oranges here. I think to you, it's comparable to eras. To me, it's not comparable to eras at all. But how is it the era conversation is it was a different style of football and your verbatim argument was it's a different style of football. I'm saying it's a dif- I'm saying it's a different system, not a necessarily different style. Again, you said verbatim different style of football. But I, Michigan I mean, is a run first team. It's in the same sense of comparing Michigan's Desmond a run first Ritter team. Michigan's to Patrick a Mahomes. run first team. Okay. Right? Yeah. Washington's a pass first team. Terry Bradshaw was a run-first team, on a run-first team. Peyton Manning was on a pass-first team. It's the exact – how is it different? No, no, no. Terry Bradshaw was in a run-first league, not on a run-first team. But when you're comparing the two quarterbacks, you're comparing the differences in how they played. J.J. McCarthy, his main – the way his team operates – Mm-hmm. is that they are run the ball first. They are run heavy. They are run dependent. And then a great defense, right? Okay. Terry Bradshaw, his team was run first and great defense. Now, it's because they were in a – like, that's how the whole league was back then, but that's still, nonetheless, how his team operated. Right, right. But, like, shifting – like, the what I'm more trying to get at is Terry Bradshaw to Peyton Manning is not a – favorable comparable i would say go alex smith to peyton manning that's that's what i would say would be a fair comparable because like so you think alex smith is as good as peyton manning no i think they did different things i don't think like if you were i, I understand I, that they play two different games i understand they play two different games i just think Michael Penix is a better quarterback. I think just because you have more yards and more touchdowns, that doesn't inherently make you a better quarterback. I don't disagree with that at all. So, like, it sounds like to me you're saying Penix is inherently a better quarterback because he has more yards and more touchdowns. That's not what I said. Then what are you saying? Michael Penix is a better quarterback. Why? He didn't just have more. He had twice as many. And he had twice as many attempts. No, he did not. He had like he had, what was the number? 504 attempts compared to 314. Okay, not twice as many, but I don't know what the math is, but you know what the math is and you know that this is stupid and you're being annoying. Is it are you being is this on purpose? No. Well, you, it wasn't at first. But it has been the last couple of minutes. I hate you so much. <laughs> oh my god, you're annoying. I do think though, just looking at the tape, I do think Michael Penix is a better quarterback than JJ McCarthy. 
just looking at the tape. Not necessarily based on stats, but we saw both of those games. We saw J.J. McCarthy miss a couple of passes, whereas we saw Michael Penix absolutely drop passes into freaking buckets from 70 yards. Not 70, that's exaggerated. No, 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 we did. But, like, like we saw he's – I think he's a more accurate quarterback just based on the film that we saw on – I won't say he's a more accurate quarterback – on Monday, he was a more accurate quarterback. His play was significantly better. I think he has a much better, um, a much better run threat than JJ McCarthy. Mm-hmm. And I think just his ability to throw the ball downfield, especially his deep ball, is beautiful and way better than anything we saw from McCarthy. Yeah, I, I mean. To be fair to Michael Penix, he did drop just some absolute dots. Absolute dots. Um, And they were a little bit more noticeable than McCarthy's. Just because, like, his dots were, you know, of like, they were in significant moments. They were in put the team on your back moments. So they naturally commanded that more attention, you know? Because it's a lot easier to notice a huge throw on, like, third and ten than it is to notice a perfect throw on, like, second and seven, you know? But you want to shift to Washington? Sure. Real quick before we do that, I do want to give McCarthy his flowers, though. He was 17 of 27 for 221 yards and three touchdowns. No interceptions. uh, No turnovers at all. Played a very good game. Yeah. I will give it to J.J. McCarthy. He played a near near perfect game. Yeah. You know who did not play a great game? Who? Quinn Ewers. No. Uh, 24 att- completions on 43 attempts. Not great. Uh, one touchdown, zero interceptions, which is fantastic. Uh, and 318 yards, which is also good. But in what turned out to be a one-score game... We're talking about a guy who completed a total of 55% of his passes. Yeah. Like, if also, you're telling me if that's a, like, if you're telling me that he ups that 5%, this game doesn't go differently. Like, also, with three different running backs averaging 7.1 yards, 6.6 yards, and 6.8 yards per carry. Uh, one of those running backs is Quinn Ewers. With two running backs, <laughs> averaging 7.1 and 6.6 yards per carry. Right. But, like, when you have a run game that's as good as Texas's, and Texas' run game has been really good all year. They did lose their star running back yeah, a couple of weeks ago. But nonetheless, even still, in his absence, their run game has still been dominant. So I was surprised. And granted, they were playing from behind a lot of this game. Yeah. But even, even then, we've talked about it before teams abandoning the run so quickly yeah uh when you get behind when it's seven working. points or you get behind 10 points uh and that's what it looked like texas did now obviously they had a chance there at the end to to, to win the game but nonetheless they still abandoned the run i think too quickly and we saw that with the 55 percent completion percentage 43 passes out of quinn ewers is just too many yeah in my opinion Especially when you gave the running back running backs the ball twenty times. Yeah, uh, so I'm a firm believer that you should always run the ball at least once for every set of downs, just to inherently give you yards. I mean, I think that's pretty dependent on situation. Oh right? yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. two minutes, absolutely, drill. absolutely. No, 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 no. But like, <laughs> you got you got a minute and a half to run up the field. You don't have any timeouts. Don't run the football. But like, if it's if it's <laughs> early in the third quarter. Yeah. You should be running the football. Yeah, I Because it's, it's I one, it's given your defense time to rest. Especially when you have a team or a run. A when run game. When you have game. a run game as good as Texas does. Yeah. I agree with you completely. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, Michael Penix Jr. I mean, I don't know what to say. Phenomenal freaking game of football. 29 of 38. 430 yards. And two touchdowns, no interceptions, on top of three carries for 31 yards, which is not crazy, but it's 10.3 yards a carry. Pretty good. I mean, this kid, he's. I mean, he's not a kid, he's like 74. He's but 74. He's 23. That's not, I mean, like, that's a little old. He's old. But 
Brandon Whedon was like 27 when he was drafted in the first round. That's insane. Yeah. We saw what happened to him. The, yeah, but there's a four-year four year difference there. Yeah. But no, I, listen, I like Washington. Penix was my favorite to win the Heisman this year. Yeah. I'd never heard of this Jaden Daniels guy. I then looked up his stats, and I understand why he won the Heisman. Mm-hmm. But Penix, prior to me looking up this Jaden Daniels guy, was my favorite to win the Heisman. I mean... He has played – when we started talking about college football towards the end of the season, I looked up some uh, Penix highlights. And, dude, he can play some freaking football, man. He I mean, can. he is very good. Um, I'm just happy for him, you know? Yeah. Coming back from those injuries he had at Indiana. Back-to-back ACL injuries, I think. Was it, was it Indiana? I think so, yeah. Also, what an upgrade to go from Indiana to Washington. Right. <laughs> like, usually you downgrade a little bit there. Yeah. Which I don't know if there was a JUCO stop in the middle or what. But, I am I mean. It's like a Joe Burrow. Yeah. I'm happy that he's, you know, getting this light. And I'm I'm hopeful that he gets he lands in a really good draft spot. Yeah, dude. I hope so, too. I like Michael Penix. Uh, someone asked us the other day, a friend of ours asked us, um, Chris, shout out. Uh, but where would you like to see Penix. Michael Penix yeah. in uh, the NFL? And I said this, I'll say it here too. I would. I think he would be so good in New York if they could get him a good weapon. Like Giants? a deep threat. Yeah. yeah. Like a deep threat. Him with the, the threat he has to run. With Sa- the threat of Saquon Barkley running. And, and then and receiving. And then at the same time, the threat of a deep ball. Like, we could see this New York Giants offense go from one of the worst in the NFL to one of the best if Michael Penix can transfer well and if they can get him a proper weapon. Because right now, I mean, with the wide receivers he has now not happening, or they have now, yeah. it wouldn't happen. Well, so this might change, you know. Obviously, we don't know what's going to happen in the national championship and at the following combine. Um, but realistically, Roma Dunzi might be might be there for the taking for the Giants after Penix, his his tar- his primary target from Washington. Uh, he's had eighty seven receptions, fifteen hundred yards, thirteen touchdowns, averaging seventeen point nine yards a catch. Man, I think. Oftentimes we overlook college football stats. Yeah. Because I think we forget that they play 12 games. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Those are dumb numbers. Yeah. And for, and he, he, ha, he just hasn't been getting some of the hype. And I think that's partly because of uh, Washington kind of coming out of nowhere this yeah. playoff, this college football season. Uh, I would the, say out of nowhere, they were a top ten team last year. No, yeah, 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 they were, but like, they're a Cinderella story. Yeah, to say the least. Same as TCU was last year. Quentin Johnson got a lot of hype. I don't think it's quite the same. And he was. A, I'm not saying it's the same. I'm saying that that might make teams a little. You said the same as TCU. The point is, is you have a Cinderella. <laughs> do you really want to jump into? This? Do you really want to tie this up over the semantics? A little bit. You know what I'm saying. Semantics. They know. Everyone listening to this knows what I'm saying. I'm just trying to say that maybe an unknown wide receiver coming out of nowhere, just like what happened last year with Quentin Johnson and TCU and his eventual disappointment this season, bust-worthy effort, uh, might be making some teams gun-shy. Which, like, to be fair, I haven't seen a mock draft in the last, like, week. So maybe I'm just speaking stupidity right now, but I also have not looked at any mock drafts, so I can tell you. I don't like but looking at mock drafts until the season is officially over. We yeah, fair. We've talked about the players and the stats. Let's talk about the actual game. This was a very back and forth game, also very uh, fun to watch. Washington scored, Texas tied it up. Washington scored, Texas tied it up. Washington scored, Texas tied it up. The half ends at 21-21, and then things kind of go crazy for uh, Washington. Washington ends up going up by 10 in the third quarter. They score a touchdown and a field goal, and then going into the fourth, they get another field goal. It is now 34-21. The Texas ends up getting a touchdown. They have one timeout remaining. They 
rush down the field. They get a field goal. Um, there's not much time left. Washington gets the ball back. All they got to do is run down the clock a little bit. They can get the clock down to like 15 seconds. All they got to do is is kneel down. Yeah. But instead, interestingly, they choose to do a run play. Mind you, they're down by six at this point. Um, or they're winning by six at this point. They choose to do an actual play. On that play, a player gets injured. Yep. Which causes the injury timeout clock to stop. Texas now has 47 seconds, I think it was. When they were the supposed to have 15. And they were supposed to have 15. Yep. And they march all the way well, down. Also, the field. let's not forget on the on the ensuing punt, there was a false start penalty. Mm-hmm. Back them up five yards. Mm-hmm. Then on the fair catch, there was fair catch interference, interference, which moved them up even further. That's another fifteen. Yeah. Then, like it looks like they've stopped them, and then they give up this just huge, huge throw play. to the outside after losing their uh, starting corner. For the rest of the game, they give up this just huge throw to put Texas in threatening position. They end up and having, they, what was it, a first or goal or second or goal? Yeah. Um, and had four shots to get it into the end zone. Uh, finally, Washington's defense steps up. They end up stopping them. But this game, I mean, this game literally came down to the final play. It was fourth and goal. It was on like the three-yard line. And then what a play to end it by that Dude. Washington corner. Yeah. Washington has a notably bad pass defense, but this guy made a... I feel like a lot of times with corners, you see the get the pick for me, you yeah. know? Yeah. Pad my stats don't don't necessarily ensure the win. And 90% of the time, it works out okay. Yeah. The ball falls to the ground. It's whatever. But there's that 10% of the time. Where it bounces funny and dude catches it anyway. Or some other dude catches yeah. it that's not even in the end zone. I mean, we saw like, that happen for Washington. Uh, yeah. Dude threw it. Cornerback for Texas went, I don't know if he was trying to pick it or what, bounces off the corner for Texas into the hands of the Washington receiver for a, for a touchdown earlier in this game. Right. And, like, going for the ball in, a, in terms to, like, pick it. Because the guy could have positioned himself to make a play to take the ball uh but he like that was never the that was never the goal there like before the ball even landed he winded his arm up to smack the life out of it like context for what thomas is saying the last play of the game literally the last play of the game um there's a guy named adonai johnson question mark johnson question mark what a last name that's crazy. It's not Johnson. That's his actual last name? Hold is it on. some is it period question mark? Adonai Mitchell. Oh. There's a guy named Adonai Mitchell who earlier in the game actually I think it was the the touchdown to get them within uh ten or nine or something, I don't know. Um but he jumps up and makes an incredible snag for a touchdown, whatever. So in the final play of the game, they try the exact same thing. They snap the ball. Guy runs up outside of the end zone. Quinn Ewers tosses it up. It's the exact same thing. It's play. a perfect throw. But the cornerback, as the receiver is jumping for the ball, the cornerback does a great job to not interfere with the receiver. Yeah. Jumps up and just smacks the ball away. Like Thomas said, doesn't try to catch it, doesn't try to pull it in, doesn't try to tip it away, grab it. Just literally like he's smacking a dude for stealing food off his plate. Maybe that's only relatable to fat people, but you get it. Smacks the ball away onto the sideline. Turnover on downs. Washington wins the football game. It was such a play. Just incredible. Incredible, incredible play by the corner. Really, again, an incredible game. I feel like Washington, and really the Pac-12 in general, is very often, and rightfully so, criticized for not having great defense. Yeah. Um... Which I think is what is going to make this national championship great, which I'll get to in a second. Um, The Pac-12 is not known for their defense, right? It's the West Coast offense. It's the air raid offense. So all of these games are uh, all of these games are fifty to forty, right? Right. But when they needed it most, 
Washington's defense stepped up and stepped up in a massive way. And it was, again, just, I mean, arguably, I would say more entertaining than Alabama-Michigan. Just an absolutely incredible game. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Which leads us into the national championship. It's Michigan versus Washington. And here's what I think is going to be interesting about this game. You have one of the best offenses in the country in Washington, Mm -hmm. who's known for not having a great defense, uh, but having a fantastic offense. And then you have not one of the best, the best, top two, not two, defense in college football in Michigan, who's not known for having a great offense. They don't put up 50 points a game. Uh, but they have the best defense in college football and an offense that does the job. Uh, and so I think this is going to be an interesting game. Oddly, not oddly, um, usually, typically, defense wins championships, right? Yeah. We've seen this in the past in Super Bowls, best defense in the league versus best offense. Best defense wins most of the time. Uh, so if I had to make a prediction for this game, I'm going to go with Michigan. Um Ultimately, I'm not going to be upset whoever wins this game. I think this game is looking like it's going to be a good game, first of all. And I think you look at guys like Michael Penix, who has suffered injury after injury, uh, who's transferred schools, who's finally gotten his opportunity and has seized the moment and played very well. But then you also have a guy like Jim Harbaugh, who is um, every year he's been at Michigan had to deal with questions about is he going to leave. And after a while, they weren't winning, couldn't beat Ohio State. Is he the guy? Uh, has dealt with a lot of controversy as the head coach at Michigan finally getting a shot to win a national championship. So both of these stories are great stories. I think both of these teams are great teams. There's a reason that they are one and two in the polls. I think this is going to be a great national championship. If I had to make a prediction, I'm going to give the edge to Michigan. I'm not going to make a score prediction. I'm not one of those guys. Uh, 31-28. Okay, 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 okay. Okay. I think this could be like a 14-10 national championship. I don't know that Washington's defense can hold a team to 10 or 14 points. I think I, I think this game like usually like teams are like, "Oh, is Washington's offense going to be stronger or Michigan's defense?" I don't think this is a matchup that is defined by the dominant side of both teams. Fair enough. I think this is defined by whose weakness can get patched up enough. Yeah. Can 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 take advantage. Um but that was college football. Now, I want to talk about some hockey. Wait, who do you think's going to win? Oh, I think I think Michigan. All right. I want Washington, but I think Michigan. All right. All right. Uh now, hockey. Hockey. Not but not the hockey you think I'm going to be talking not about. Not hockey. No, no, still hockey. Still hockey. Just not the NHL. Not NHL hockey. There we go. There we go. The PWHL. The PWHL hockey. Officially started on Monday. What does PWHL stand for for those who don't know? Professional Women's Hockey League. Let's go women. So before this before this year. Dude, women play hockey. Yeah. Like, women play like 80s hockey. Yeah. I don't know when the last time you watched women's it's hockey tough. was. I watched women's hockey in the Olympics a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Women play freaking hockey, dude. Yeah, like dude. If, if you think the NHL is getting too soft with not allowing fights, penalties on big hits, whatever, go watch women's hockey. Yeah. They hit. Yeah, dude. Women's hockey is physical. It's fun, man. Dude. Of all the women's sports compared to men's, I feel like if you're going to choose one to watch... I would say, like, if you're trying to support women, whatever, I, I think women's basketball is better than men's basketball, personally. Uh, I think softball is a phenomenal sport. Women's volleyball is way superior to men's volleyball. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Women's uh, beach volleyball, not what I meant. Tennis, women's tennis, way better than men's tennis, in my opinion. Uh, but we, if we, you... We get it. You like women. If you want one that you think... Or that is going to be as similar to the men's game. I think it's going to be women's hockey. Yeah. No. I mean, it's it's hard, dude. But uh, two leagues that were basically in competition with each other decided maybe we should join into one smaller league to ensure the product. Uh, so the PWHL 
has formed and started their first season. They have six teams. I do not know the teams. Do not ask me the teams. What the heck, Thomas? I, listen, listen. I found out today, okay? I'm, we're talking about it, okay? Excuse me. The reason I want to talk about it, though, is that they have some different rules than the NHL. And I think that they're all a bit spicy. So I'm going to go from least spicy to most spicy. I got three of them. I want your input. Okay. Okay. Least spicy. They have implemented a three-two-one point system. Uh, so three for a win, one for a loss, two for a draw. No. So uh, three for a regulation win. Okay. Two for an overtime win. Okay. One for an overtime loss. Oh. Zero for a regular loss. I don't love that. There has been a hot. There has been a. I'd say probably about 40% of the hockey community. And some people are probably like, that's a generous estimate. And some people are like, that's a conservative estimate. Like that's the, uh, there's been a growing rumbling of wanting to see what that would be like and how that would shake out tiebreakers and make those less needed, you know? And there's been, and there's been teams that have been like, have that have missed the playoffs because even though they've won more regulation games than the two wild card teams, it just was it was for naught. Whereas if in a three two one system, they would have gotten that boost from winning their games in regulation. So it's a very pointed. Uh, I'd say this is probably the most experimental. It's not the most experimental by nature, but most experimental in terms of will stay experimental. You know yeah, what I mean? I just like to me, a win is a win. Yeah. Like, I think a win should count as a win no matter what. Right. So I think when you give only two for an OT win, I think it just minimizes a win. And yeah, I think but that's silly. I, I, think if anything, I think it becomes an issue when you have a team, like I believe Dallas a few years ago, won 17 games in overtime, which was on the higher end. But they were like... They're being counted as getting a regular win, but they had to go to OT for nearly a quarter of the games. Whereas this team that won the same amount of games and went to OT half the time is missing the playoffs. So, I, I it's a it's a very pointed discussion. I don't know, man. I think a win is a win. Yeah, fair enough. I think it shows grit. If you can get that many in overtime, it shows grit. Fair enough. Uh, if anything, I don't like that. I think it's a little spicy. I looked up these teams. Hit me. They don't have team names. Is it just the cities? It's just the cities. I know New York won the first game in a shootout. It's or in Boston, a shutout. It's Boston, Minnesota, Montreal, New York, Ottawa, Toronto. Okay. Um, I guess I'm a New that York makes, fan. That makes sense because they they, there was a professional hockey league in the U.S. and one in Canada. So it makes sense that if they can join, they just took three and three. Yeah. I guess I'm a New York fan because I'm a Yankees fan, and there's not a Nashville or an Indy one, so yeah. I guess I'm going to go New York. I wish you hadn't said they won. Now people are going to call me a bandwagon. <laughs> um, but I guess I'm going to go New York because I'm a Yankees fan. Okay. Boom. I'm a, I'm a New York fan. Perfect. I'm a New York PWHL fan. There you go. There you go. The next rule. Okay. This is my second most favorite rule change. Wait, that one's your favorite? 3 no. 2 one is no, your no, favorite? No, 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 no. That's my least oh. favorite. Uh. And I should I should clarify, there's a huge like two is closer to three than two is to one. Okay. In terms of my favoritism. Okay. Uh so in in the NHL, after your five minute three on three overtime, what happens, David? I'm sorry. I was reading about New York. <laughs> Go ahead. After your five-minute three-on-three overtime in the NHL, what happens? Shootout. Best of three. Yeah. Wait, what? Uh, Best of three? Yeah, and then goes to sudden death. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shootout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in the PWHL, it's a best of five, and then sudden death. And you're probably sitting there being like, Thomas, that's barely a change. That's yeah, I don't think that's major at all. Here's the difference. Um, the same player is eligible to take multiple shots in this one. Yeah. Interesting. Which is different than the NHL and the IIHF. So in the NHL, no player can take a second shot until every player on roster has taken a shot. Goalie included. Every skater. Sorry, every skater. Oh. 
Always uh, not included, baby. In the IIHF, it is a best of five. And after the fifth shot, you can start sending the same player out there. We saw that in the Olympics, the Sochi Winter Olympics, when TJ Oshie just put the country on his back. Yeah. We have never seen this before, though, because it's different. Because So could you send the same skater out for all five? The way the rule was written, where I read it, yes. Wow. So if you just have a dynamite player. Interesting. Like if you were the Red Wings in the mid-2000s, you could just send Datsuk over and over and over. You're basically ensuring that you win every single shootout. Wow. Yeah. Heck yeah, dude. Yeah. That's my second favorite rule change. Okay. All right. What's your favorite? My first favorite rule change. And I hope to God that this just becomes mandated on hockey. Short-handed teams, when they score a short-handed goal in the opposing team's power play. So if you... what You didn't say anything. You said short-handed teams when they score a short-handed goal. Oh, end. I thought you said end. No, end. End the other team's power play. As in they are no longer short-handed. Interesting. This could change like hockey to such a such a degree because I now the question with that. No, 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 no. Hold on. Hear me out. Short-handed Hear me out. goals don't happen that often. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Because what's the incentive? That's fair. Right? If you end a power play, you're throwing dry side on McDavid out there. Yeah. You're sending pucks in deep and you're going to get them. Yeah. That changes how penalty kill and how special teams on a whole That's fair. operates on a whole grand scale. Yeah. And there's other leagues experimenting with changing the way power, like special teams are done in hockey. Like There are leagues out there that have experimented with any power play doesn't end with a goal. Huh. It ends when the timer runs out. But this... Yeah, that's that's fantastic. I love that. Dude. I love that a lot. To, like, like, that changes everything. Yeah. Like, it flips the sport on its head and it makes it excite. Like, power plays are exciting. I agree. Or they're anxious. I mostly agree with that. With this change, it's just exciting. Yeah. Because now there's that push. Now, well, still pretty anxious. Because what happens like, if here's, you push and then all of a sudden you lose the puck and it's... Three on one. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you can push easier because there is no icing. So you can just send it. Oh, I didn't even think. And if you have a player like McDavid who has the most 20 mile an hour bursts in the league by a a hundred on the second most, which is Nathan McKinnon, by the way. What's the, what's the. Yeah. I love that a lot. Or if you have Kale McCarr who. I'm getting these numbers, but I haven't. I was, I was, when I found these numbers, I was like, I'm going to talk about this. And then I didn't because we spent forever on college football. That was not my fault. Uh, the NHL, hockey is awesome. And here's why I'm going to elaborate on that. And then we'll get right back to that score change. The NHL has introduced something called NHL Edge, which is basically a- advanced analytics, but not like Corsi. Like, this is. Kale McCarr was able to get up from zero to 15 miles an hour on skates after changing direction in two tenths of a second. Like it is that level of analytics. It's player tracking, basically. If the NFL did something like this, the site would just never work because of how many people would be flooding it. Yeah. Like, you know, those Amazon commercials for the NFL where it's like, this was a 13% chance of catching it. And he somehow caught it. The ball is traveling in yeah. this velocity. It's very similar to that, but like on like a website scale where like it's just translating that yeah. information no, for you. Uh, but like if that power play, if that shorthandedness change or that the way special teams are changed, like having a player like McCarr who can flip a switch, churn, go the opposite direction and get up the speed like that, that, that becomes a huge skill. Like I love it. I love it a lot. Yeah, dude, that's exciting stuff. Also, ESPN has Super Netball and Snooker. What? But they don't have the PWHL. Oh. Well, I mean, it did just start its first game. Uh, women's professional hockey has been very... Um, it, it hasn't been able to get a foothold. Like, it's it's not viewed favorably because there have been multiple leagues that just weren't able to play their to pay their players. Yeah. You know, so like it's been 
I think ESPN and a lot of other sport covering entities, sport coverage entities, are kind of waiting to see if this one sticks. Yeah, that's fair. But uh, we still didn't talk about how we were going to sign off the podcast. (laughs) Was that what we were talking about with hockey? Yeah, that. I mean, like I had more, but like it, yeah. Pales in comparison. It does pale in comparison. Yeah. But well, uh, that's wow. uh, that's the pod. That is the pod. What is it? Pat McAfee says, uh, "We will tell somebody nice. Tell somebody something nice. It might change their life. Tell somebody nice. It might change their life. Tell somebody nice. Tell somebody nice. Tell somebody nice. Nice. <laughs>